What is going on, everybody? Welcome in to Red Zone Radio. It is great to be here. Great to have you. Just a reminder, you can listen to Red Zone Radio on the iHeartRadio app, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere that you get your podcast. I do apologize. I know it has been some time uh, since I've last been a pod since I've last done a podcast. Um, and uh, for those of you who have wondered where I've been at, uh, I just you know had a lot going on. And also after I had a lot going on, um, you know, school wise and uh, work wise through the finals, and then after the finals. There really wasn't much to talk about, but today I thought there was finally some newsworthy stuff to talk about, and I figured today was a good day to get back on it. So, um, for those of you who have wondered, uh, here I am. For those of you who haven't, uh, here I am as well. I do appreciate every single one of you listening to this episode. Alright, so let's go here first. Terry McLaurin signed a three-year uh, extension with the Washington Commanders. Um, and I talked about this earlier in the week, or sorry, earlier in the off season when they got Carson Wentz. I said, look, he's not going to be, he, he he's not Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen, but the year that he played really well, he, I, I don't think it was Patrick Mahomes, but I think he was top five, top six, top seven in the league, top seven minimum. All right. And so... Uh, when when he was uh, when he was on there, when he was having that great year, he got hurt. Obviously, he's never been the same. And I'm not going to make some prediction and say, "Oh, you know, he's going to be as good as he was that year." I don't know if that's true. I don't know if he's going to be as good as he was that year. Nobody really knows. But I will say this: if Ron Rivera can just can just get some of that out of him. He doesn't have to get... I, I, he doesn't have to, and I don't think he is going to get MVP Carson Wentz, the the one that was going to win the MVP. I don't think he's going to get that Carson Wentz. However, I do think he can certainly get him closer to what he was than what he has been uh, these past couple years. These past couple years have been rough. Look, Indianapolis GM... <laughs> Uh, has come out, the Indianapolis GM has come out multiple times this offseason taking shots at Carson Wentz. It was a mistake. Even if we made the playoffs, it would have been a mistake. And, and, and he's kept going on and taking shots at him. Right now he's got Matt Ryan, and I don't. And I like Matt Ryan. But let me tell you something. Out of the two of those quarterbacks, Carson Wentz is certainly more talented. He's bigger, stronger, uh, can run around more. The decision-making is not as keen. The decision-making is not as good as Matt Ryan's. However, this is where it comes back to this. If if Carson Wentz can clean up just a little bit, he doesn't have to get back to what he was. Obviously, we like him to do that, but if we're being realistic, and if Ron Rivera can clean him up a little bit, he now has Terry McLaurin. He now has a unbelievable defense to help him out. And, and that's the other thing that people don't understand. The commanders don't have to go out there and score 30-plus points a game. With that defensive front, uh, there's not too many people that would be scoring that many points on this team. 
Every game they're going to be in is low scoring. And yes, you're going to need Carson Wentz to make some great plays, as does every single team. And and if he is going to do that, that's yet to be decided. We'll see this season. But the idea that Carson Wentz and now Terry McLaurin, this commander's team, isn't going to be improved is crazy to me. I don't think they're going to the Super Bowl. you got to look at this realistically. They are in a division that is very weak. They are in a conference now after all those star players left. That is the lesser of the two conferences. I don't think they're going to go to the conference championship. I don't think they're going to go to the Super Bowl. I think playoffs are certainly in the cards for this team. And let's be honest, if they make the playoffs, that's a win for this team. Everybody wants to win the Super Bowl, obviously. Just like in college football, everybody wants to win the national championship. However, there are certain years, there are times, whether you're building or whether you're having a down year, in this case the commanders are building, where you look at it and you say, you know, if we make it to the playoffs, that's a win, that's an improvement. Just like in college football, there are certain years where if certain teams make a New Year's Six Bowl, you say, that is good. Like, for example, this year, if in college football, USC makes a New Year's Six Bowl, that is an improvement. Why they like to go to the playoff, and why they, I'm not saying they can't, but why they like to go to the playoff, and why they would like to win the national championship, there's no reason why if they win a New Year's Six Bowl, you look at it, or if they make it to a New Year's Six Bowl, you look at it and you say they had a disappointing season. First year under Lincoln Riley, first year, new system, new coach, new team, new culture. And they could potentially, you know, go to New Year's Six Bowl. And so that's kind of my point with the commanders here. They've got a, they've got a lot going on. All right, they've got a lot going on behind the scenes. They've got a lot of, of, of bad stuff going on, and you know, lots of lots of investigations. All of that they got a lot going on behind the scenes. Um, they they their their fan attendance is low. To make a playoff game is a win for this team, and I think they can. I think they will. I think they'll potentially win a playoff game. All right. Um, I wanted to talk about something I saw the other day on college football, uh, in the college football world, which was, um, about, so Ohio State signed, uh, back-to-back five-star receivers, and that was, and that was great, and Ohio State is now, uh, number one in the 2023 recruiting rankings, and, and that's great. They're doing a good job. Um, but what this really is, and and those players are going to be good, and, and they're going to have success, but what this really is about for me is to kind of segue into, into, this, into, into uh, a problem that college football is going to run into here in the next five years or so, within the next five years or so. And I, and, and I think you're, and, and you're going to see teams start to do this now. Um, and this problem is 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 NIL related, but the problem is not necessarily the NIL. So in the next, so here's the, let me just start off by saying this: we know that in the last you know decade, but I would say since the playoff era has began in 2014, there's been three to four teams that are always in the mix to win the national championship, and they're kind of above everybody else. And then there's been Tier two teams who are right there, and then there's been, you know, lower level teams, and then the lower lower level teams. 
Um, and we know those three, four teams are probably some some. Te- it's probably you know Bama, Ohio State, Clemson certainly is in the mix, even though they had down here last year. Um, you can make an argument for Georgia. They really have came on the past two years. Um, and Oklahoma has always been consistent, but it looks now, but they haven't won a playoff game. So really, it's it's Bama, Ohio State. You can make an argument for Georgia, Clemson, in my opinion, certainly. Um, and you can make an argument for probably a couple other schools. But those are kind of the kings of the college football era, right? LSU had that magical season, but outside that, they haven't really been a factor. So, my point is this. When I saw that Ohio State had landed back-to-back five-star wide receivers, it made me think of something. Obviously, we know that now and for the foreseeable future, that the NIL is going to heavily impact where players go to college to play college football, right? Okay. Well... We know, and, and and we know this, that, you know, the places that are going to be pouring out the most money are going to be the places that win the most. And the places that get the most NIL deals for their athletes, for their college football players, uh, that give them the best platform to get NIL deals and to get drafted are the programs that win the most. So back to what I said in the beginning, we know the programs that win the most are Bama, Ohio State, Clemson, Georgia. And so in the next five years, the gap that almost every college football ha- fan hates, the in the competitive balance that is so bad in college football, even though it's my favorite sport, I'm just being honest. The competitive balance is poor in college football. At best, it's poor. That gap is only going to widen. Because the recruiting that we, like, everyone thought was so bad and lopsided before is now only going to get worse. The NIL does not open doors for the smaller schools. It actually is allowing the big schools to build a bigger door and lock it. Uh, the 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 money that they're going to be pouring out to their athletes. And by the way, I'm not following the schools. I'm not following the athletes at all. It's understandable. And that's why for all the people that are like, NIL is not what the sport's based on. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm not even saying I like the NIL. But do not try to act like if you were a high school football player. And let's say, for example, you're a diehard Missouri fan. Okay, You've been a Missouri fan all your life. you got an opportunity to go play ball. But Alabama offers you a scholarship and you don't like Alabama because they're in the SEC. None of your family really likes Alabama. But you got a chance to make, you know, a million the first day you step on campus and you sign that contract. A million off an IL deal minimum. You can say all you want to, I want to go. And maybe you're right. Maybe if you're truly, truly a diehard friend, you want to go. But 9 out of 10 people would. I'd be one of those nine. Also... 10 out of 10 people would at least sit down and think about it. You're telling me you want to you wouldn't bat an eye, you want to sit down, talk it over with your family, think about it. And I think you're lying if you're saying you wouldn't. You, you absolutely would, as would I, as would anybody. 
Because that kind of money is life-changing, generation-changing, family-changing, and you can get it, and you got to wait four years and potentially get hurt in college to do so. And so in a long-winded kind of way, I guess, my point is, in the next five years, you're going to see schools pour out the money because I believe there's going to be a window at the end of the next five years or so where you are either going to have the recruits or you're not. And if you are not in that group of elite recruiting classes, and if you're not in the group of elite NIL deals, and if you're not in the group of elite winning uh, you know, championship playoff appearances, then you are going to have a very steep rebuild, harder than it's ever been a rebuild in the history of college football. Because now you're competing against money too in the next five years. You're competing against money right now, but right now this thing still hasn't taken off the ground yet. It's players are making money, but it hasn't taken off the ground. When this thing is off, you better hope that you are one of those programs that is pouring out enough money to recruit players, to recruit players at a high level. And I believe right now the three to four that I mentioned are those in that group. Now, I believe you're going to see a couple more schools try to jump into that group, and I think they could. I think USC is one of the schools that can jump into that group. I think Michigan is a school that can jump into that group. I think Georgia is a school that can jump into that group. Outside of those three, and I think those three could potentially jump into it this year, but outside of those three, I don't think you're really going to see anybody else jump into that group. Oklahoma looks to be going down, okay? Uh, not to mention Oklahoma and Texas. I know they got Arch Manning. It doesn't really matter to me. Arch Manning's a great athlete. He's a good quarterback. They've had great recruits before. Uh, they're both going to be in the SEC in a couple years, which, let's just face it, is a harder conference than the Big 12. Cincinnati, I think, is gonna it's gonna be hard for them to do that. So, my whole point in all of this is there is one way out of this window kind of thing, which is to expand the playoff. Athletes, listen, money obviously talks to you very much. Okay, let's just, I'm just being honest, it's going to, it's going to draw you away from, you know, potentially going to that school that you grow up on to play for, that's a smaller school. And the reason why I say the playoff is the only way out of it is because that's the way you got on TV, that's the way you recruit, that's the way you, you compete for a national title, and that's the way you potentially dethrone in Alabama or in Ohio State or Clemson, outside of the conference, you say, don't go to them, we just beat them. Come to us. I think it would solve some of the problems the college football has. It would help the competitive balance. I think the playoff expansion, it, nothing's, it, listen, college football, I love it. It's my favorite sport. It's not a perfect sport, though. And nothing's going to be a one-solution fix. But I think that would at least put a Band-Aid on a lot of the problems that you're seeing in the college football world right now. People trying to realign conferences. People trying to... The Big 12 just made a decision to realign their conferences. But people trying to realign their conferences. People trying to move conferences. People trying to buy athletes. People trying to... Athletes staying one year, not playing the bowl game, going to the NFL. I think it could... We're treating... For whatever reason... The college football world is treating an expansion and treating the NIL like it's their enemy. But if they use it right, it doesn't have to be their enemy. It could actually help them with two of the major problems they've had, 
which is players sitting out of bowl games, players leaving early, and and competitive balance. It can, three of the major issues they've had. It could help them with the three main issues they've had, and for whatever reason, they will not embrace it. If you embrace it, it's going to help you. I, I think it could. I think it could absolutely help all of those three problems. But they're not taking advantage of it. All right. Uh, Another thing I want to talk about. Last week, Damon Lillard put something on a story, a post of him and Kevin Durant, both in Portland Trailblazers gear, photoshopped, obviously. Um, I didn't see any rumors about it. I don't know why he posted it, but I'll say this. Damian Lillard, as you guys know, if you listen to this podcast for any amount of time, is my favorite player in the NBA. Uh, in my opinion, he's just as good as a shooter as Steph Curry. I think he's certainly more clutch than Steph Curry. But I totally understand the argument Steph Curry is the better shooter. And I'll and I'll allow and I, I completely agree with that. I don't mean I allow, I agree with it. But Damian Lillard, let me ask you this. When you look around the NBA, how many, first thoughts go here, how many point guards would you truly take over Dame Lillard right now? I can understand Steph Curry. I wouldn't, but I get the argument. Um, You know, I... <laughs> Not, and I don't just mean point guards. I mean guards, you know, shooters, ball handlers. How many guards would he take over? I can think of one tops, in my opinion, Steph Curry. And personally, I would take Steph Curry, but I understand the argument why you would. Now, let's go here. How many players in general, I understand that gap grows a little bit, but how many players in general would you take over Steph Curry? Okay, I listen. I, LeBron is older, but I can understand that argument. Kevin Durant, I can understand. Steph Curry, I can understand. Uh, you know, Nikola Jokic, I wouldn't. I can understand. Giannis, I could understand. So five, six, seven tops. Personally, I'd probably take about four, but I, I seven tops. Okay, let's just agree he's at least a top eight player in the league, and he doesn't have a ring, and a lot of it. Listen, people praise Steph Curry's loyalty, and it is, and he's loyal to the Bay Area, and I'm not saying he's not, but can we just be honest about it? Was it not easier for him to be loyal to Golden State than for Damian Lillard to be loyal to Portland? I mean, Damian Lillard has not had a great number two or a great other piece really ever. He did have CJ McCollum. Who was his best friend? He really liked CJ McCollum. Oh, and they traded him away. Steph Curry's always had clay. I understand there's been injuries, but they never really got rid of people. They drafted Jordan Poole a star. They also fired Portland's. Uh, they also fired their coach uh, the year before this year's playoffs. After last year's playoff game, uh, Steph Curry. Listen, Damian Lillard did not never had the stability Steph Curry had. He's always had the loyalty. He's always had at least 90, 95% of the talent Steph Curry had. I don't think he doesn't get hurt as much as Steph Curry. But he, he, he just, look, 
I don't know what the thing is with him and Kevin Durant. I don't know if it's going to happen. But Damian Lillard, and and this is what I really preach about Damian Lillard. What he wants to do more than anything is win a championship in Portland. To me, he is to Portland what LeBron was to Cleveland. Now, he hasn't won the championship, and I, and it's not quite the same level as that. But you're telling me if Damian Lillard wins a championship in Portland, I'm not saying he's going to, but if he did it, I mean, he would not be forever in Portland history. The franchise has been unstable. They haven't got a lot of players, but Damian Lillard has stayed there. Sure, there have been rumors about him wanting a trade and all that, but he's never forced his way out. He's never said, I'm not going to play. He's never. He's always played. He's always played unless he's gotten hurt. He's always put it out. He's always done everything in all playoff games that he could to make the team win. They just don't have the talent. He just doesn't have the talent around him to do so. And so, look, if he gets Kevin Durant, I don't know if he will. I doubt it. But if they get Kevin Durant, you're telling me that Damon Lillard doesn't deserve that. And you're telling me that he does not deserve a championship. And I just think, you know, if he has been lower to Portland, and if they get Kevin Durant, you better watch out for that team because Damian Lillard is going to be a man on a mission along with Kevin Durant. You can make a, you can certainly make an argument. You those and and here's why. And look, here's the thing: if this does happen, I can certainly understand this argument. Well, won't it be the same as when they were in Brooklyn with James Harden and Kyrie Irving? I can understand the argument. This is why, in my opinion, it won't be. Kevin Durant had no problem passing the ball in Brooklyn. Uh, but he didn't work. He didn't mix well. James Harden and Kyrie Irving are extremely talented. However, you want to know what Damian Lillard and Kevin Durant both have in common? They want to win. They're not distracted by stuff off the court. They both want to play basketball, and they just want to play their game. And, they, and I think they could really build a good chemistry. I don't think it would be. I, I really don't think it would be a James Harden situation. I don't think it would be one trying out the other. I think they would both really have respect for each other in their games. And I think that would kind of be. I think that would be a perfect offensive team. I'm not saying they win the championship, but it would be in the cards. They're certainly that. That, that is what Damon Lower deserves. Alright, well that's going to wrap it up. Once again, I do apologize for being off this podcast for so long. It does, if you are listening to this, thank you so much for sticking with me. I, you know, there's been just, I had lots of schoolwork during the finals. I was going to talk about them. And then after that, there really just wasn't a whole lot to talk about. And you guys know, I hate just trying to come on here and just trying to make a story, trying to make news. Because there's no point in me doing that. Let's talk about, you know, let's talk about legitimate news. And there is coming legitimate news or at least legitimate rumors uh, today that I got to talk about. And I appreciate you listening. Um, Have a great day. And before you go, I'd just like to read you a quick Bible verse from Psalms. 37 verse 5. I'm just going to read a couple verses from this because I think this is a great passage. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him. And he shall bring it to pass. He shall bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret because of him who prospers in his way because of the man who brings wicked schemes to pass. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Do not fret and only causes harm. For evil doers shall be cut off, but those who wait on the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. For yet a little while, and the wicked shall be no more. Indeed, you will look carefully for his place, but it shall be no more. For the meek shall inherit the earth, and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace.
well, I hope you take that to heart. I hope you take that verse seriously, and I hope um, that God certainly opens uh, your hearts and minds and mine as well to really uh, meditate on that verse. Uh, have a great day, everybody. I'll see you next time on Red Zone Radio. Have a great day.